the the path to nutritional greatness mm-hmm. plate method is so simple half your plate is vegetables a quarter of your plate is protein a quarter of your plate is starch and if you could just do that for meals and meals and meals um, you're gonna get meals that are gonna fill you up because if you imagine half a plate of broccoli a quarter plate of rice and a quarter plate of chicken. Which is still, I mean like. It's a lot of food. Yeah, three quarters of a cup, a cup of rice. Yeah, like there, a, big, a lot you know, fits in there. We're not talking about a quarter cup no. of scoops of rice. Yeah. And don't shrink your, don't shrink your plate or shrink your portions. Like don't, plate method on its own is working. You don't have to make the portion smaller. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Stronger, Healthier, Happier podcast. We are excited to have you with us and thrilled to have the opportunity to improve together. We believe that by paying close attention to our mindset, movement, sleep, stress, nutrition, and network, we can create the life we were intended to live. Here is to a stronger, healthier, happier you. All right, everybody, we are back with the Stronger, Healthier, Happier podcast, and this is episode 48. Welcome back. We're almost at 50, Jen. They say if you get to 50 podcast up episodes, Apple sends you $50 million. So <laughs> we only got to do two more and then we can shut it down. I think we could do two more in 2022. Just kidding. It's a good goal. We don't get any money for this, everybody. This is just out of pure enjoyment <laughs> because we know that you just love hearing our voices. So thanks again for tuning in. And yeah, this is our first one. I'm scrolling through right now. First one without a guest. You got just Jen and Zach today. May 7th, Jen, I think was our last time. It was just us two. So it was a special episode. Just back to us. Um, All right, what do we got first? What are we chatting about first today? Are we doing a sparkling water update? Yes, let's start with that. We haven't done that in a while. Here's the intro. Sparkling water update. Uh, if you don't know already, we are big fans of sparkling water in this house. How how many would I drink a day on average, would you say? Four. I'd say three to four. Three to four? Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, love sparkling water. I used to drink probably a lot of pop in university and then a lot of Coke Zero after university. And I'm on the sparkling water train for quite a while now. And when they come out with a new flavor that I love... It's quite exciting around here. I don't yes, know if this is exciting is. for a podcast topic, but the last time that we gave out the the President's Choice root beer sparkling water, people enjoyed that tip. They have a President's Choice cola flavor now. Um, and I'll have to admit, when I first tried it, I wasn't sure, but um, 62 colas later, <laughs> I'm quite a fan. I was a fan right off the bat. So, And it has, doesn't have caffeine, which is my favorite because I don't drink caffeine in the afternoon or evening. Yeah, we're big big promoters of the... It's too bad we didn't get sponsored by PC President's Choice water. or Bubbly. Um, but yeah, big fans of sparkling water so that you can drink water all day or drink, you know, flavored water and you don't have to drink anything that's not good for you. So um, we like There's also coffee, the tea, and sparkling coconut water. Coconut and coconut pineapple. Yep. That's another... Um, President's Choice one or Blue Menu. That one's the Blue Menu one. Yeah. Um, lots of options at Superstar. Yeah. Anyways, what book are you reading these days? I am reading Thrawn. I'm back to reading Star Wars books. 
For me, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before too. I really like reading fiction before bed because it just takes my brain off of all of, kind of sends my brain to Hogwarts if I'm if I'm reading Harry Potter, or it sends my brain to um, a galaxy far, far away. If I'm reading Star Wars, I find it's easier for me to. I really enjoy the books, but also easier for me to um, kind of de-stress and just and fall asleep. So I'm a big fan of the fiction. Uh, Thrawn. Is kind of an unknown character, but I wanted to learn about him because I think he's coming. Uh, he's going to be in one of the next Star Wars series on Disney Plus. Yeah. And you checked it out from the library all by yourself. Yes, I feel like a real grown up. <laughs> um, I am reading Dopamine Nation, uh, given to me by a friend, and it's all about um, how dopamine works in our brain. A lot about different addictions and the pleasure and pain cycle. Uh, so not so much fiction for me right now, but I'm really enjoying it. It's written in a way that is easy to digest and has lots of uh, case studies and personal stories from the author. So yeah, I'm really enjoying that right now. I also, funny story, typical Jen, we were, there's a couple girls together. They gave me some book recommendations. Of course, I went immediately into the library app and put holds on them thinking, oh, they'll come sporadically over the next little while and I'll kind of read my way through these recommendations. And of course they all showed up on the same day. So I think technically I have five holds right now. Three of them are sitting in my living room and I'm currently reading a book from my friend and not touching any of the, <laughs> the library books uh, that are out. You just so. had to one up me. Yeah, you, just, was... you just think you're better than me. <laughs> I get one book from the library. Yeah. You get five books from the library. I get five and then I feel bad for not reading any of them yet. What can you I'll teach us them. about Dopamine Nation? Um, I think the most interesting thing so far has really been about this uh, pleasure and pain balance in that we... I guess if we only experience pleasure, 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 A, we need more pleasure to kind of make us feel that surge of happiness. But also when we feel any sort of um, being uncomfortable or sadness, if we've had too much pleasure um, and it kind of tips the other way, it can really throw us off and seem like much worse than it actually is and it's essentially just our pleasure and pain scale or balance is like way out of whack and so I think this applies to non-addiction but also to addictions and why um, it just kind of yeah everything a bit makes a bit more sense it's not none of us are using less and less social media we'll put it that way as a kind of current example right um, people are having a hard time. We are all tending to use more and more and it's because even more and more, you know, more and more Netflix mm -hmm. and sitting on our couch watching Netflix is pure comfort zone. So we're mm -hmm. getting, you know, more and more pleasure that way. Basically the longer and the more time we spend in comfort zone only mm -hmm. that anything, even a step outside the, um, comfort zone almost puts us into a bit of a panic or gives us anxiety would that yeah. be yeah exactly and well? i think she really talks about how it's important that we experience and i think we kind of have this coming up a, a little bit in another segment this this episode but that we experience um sadness and anguish and some anxiety around things and some stress because 
we have to maintain that balance. It can't, not everything in life can be comfortable and amazing and awesome. Um, we, we really do have to have both to become resilient and to become, um, well-rounded and adaptable to different situations so she says in the in the sense of kids like we do want them to experience some of these emotions and um again adversity yeah just some adversity to to continually make sure that we can go back into that that balanced state and that we're not always trying to one-up that pleasure um dopamine hit love it i can't teach them much about thrawn at this point (laughs) um other exciting news before we jump into topics is I had the wonderful opportunity to go to Ottawa um, and take the aerobic capacity course with Chris Hinshaw. And it's all about building your building your engine, training with purpose. Um, Increasing endurance. Yes, I am a numbers nerd. I love to nerd out on just about anything, anything where you can take not just your perceived effort for the day, but you can actually quantify it. And, you know, based on certain times, you can be given a time that you should be able to maintain. Um, I just, I love that stuff. And that, what was one of your favorite things? What sticks out? One of your favorite things that maybe he said, or that you learned at that course? Well, favorite, I think the thing that, that stuck out the most is that he had us do an exercise where we had to work for, I'll try to explain this properly, but we had to work for nine seconds really hard um, with four different exercises. And then he wanted us to do those same exercises as an EMOM. And he essentially left it up to us how many reps we were going to do based on our hard exertion, knowing that we'd have to do it five times in a row. And so we went through this and we marked down our numbers. And at the end of it, he basically said, you know, when you were going to pick your numbers, you had 36 seconds of work. For those of you that chose lower numbers, um, you do not have confidence in yourself as an athlete. You automatically assume that for some reason you wouldn't be able to maintain those, even though you had 24 seconds to recover. Um, and yeah, Jen had her hand up in that category that I had reduced mine slightly thinking that there was going to be transitions, knowing that I would be a little bit tired. Um, and so he kind of nailed, what's this expression there? Nailed the, nailed the head on the nail. (laughs) (laughs) That's definitely not it, but you know what I mean? So he kind of, um, knew exactly the athlete I was and he was speaking to the whole group but it was very telling and something that I am working on is believing in myself as an athlete and not uh second guessing whether I can do something so that was uh a pretty cool reflection he had a second part that if if your paces (laughs) kept getting faster and faster something about you um what was it that you like your, your hard effort in the original nine seconds wasn't hard enough. Um, anyway, so he had some cool things like that. Again, attributing it all back to your own numbers. So none of us had to share our numbers. We all just had this sort of common experience that gave us some insight onto ourselves as athletes in this quick kind of 10 minute test. One of, you want to ask me one of my favorite things? I, I do. One. What was one of your favorite things about the course that you the took. The course that I took or maybe that being you in- told me about. Oh, okay. Yes. I wasn't there, but of all the things you told me, this one stuck out. 
you said somebody asked him about like wearing like a watch or a heart rate monitor in the workout and he was against it. And I liked hearing that because his, his reasoning wa was that you should be able to kind of feel these things mm -hmm. going off feel more than checking your watch in workouts. Yeah. Right. So um, I liked hearing that because he's, he's the expert in that field. And if he's saying you don't need a watch to monitor your heart rate, then he's probably right. Um, and it's funny because he has said you don't need a watch for your heart rate. And not too long ago, E.C. Sankowski, another person you should follow on Instagram, uh, Optimize Me Nutrition. But she said you don't need a watch in a workout to track your calories. Um, I've been anti-watch for quite some time because I'm finding that I, I cannot find a single benefit yet for why someone would be wearing a watch in a workout. Um, one expert in the field is saying you don't need it for your heart rate. The other expert in the nutrition field is saying don't wear it to track calories. Um, I think for one reason because it's not super accurate and the second reason is you shouldn't be doing workouts to burn calories. There's when we're worrying about calories, we're going to work on our nutrition, but workouts are for making our muscles stronger, our bones stronger, our heart, our lungs stronger. Um, so anyway, that's my anti-watch segment there that I think, um, I'm just been saying this for a few years. It's creeping too much into our lives where when we have an hour to ourselves, to work out and people are checking their watches for a multitude of reasons. Um, but sometimes checking the watches for messages and emails. And I think we got to find a way to stay disconnected for at least an hour to ourselves. So that's the end of my speech that was started by Chris Henshaw. <laughs> um, yes. And I think there are, there are devices that you can wear that do not connect to your phone. So that might be a first step in the right direction. Um, if you're not quite ready to completely take it off, but yes. Um, all right, let's jump into our content for today. What do we got first? First up, we are going to chat about motivation or more so the kind of elusive the illusion. thought that, um, motivation, uh, not necessarily exists, but is around all the time and that others are filled with it. Yeah. I just lack motivation. That's something that we, we would hear a lot from people. Um, and we, we, we like to take the stance that let's just pretend motivation never exists and it never exists for anybody. Um, because if we just rule out motivation, then we can stop relying on motivation. So basically um, not waiting for like this best day ever to start this new workout program or the best day ever to go grocery shopping so you can cook your own meals. Like basically we just, we need to start, we just do what we need to do. Um, I made a post kind of, I think it was last week on Instagram. Um, the, the, the photo of the screen was just keep showing up. And what I kind of wrote was don't rely on motivation, the stars to align or anything else that is out of your control. Rely on you. Rely on the fact that if you just keep showing up for yourself every day, then you will reach your goals. Good day, bad day, or great day, just keep showing up. It's a proven method. So I think a lot of times people see the difference, you know, people that are seeing success in something, 
um, the ones who aren't seeing success would attribute it to oh lack of motivation or I'm I feel like I'm tired all the time and I think the people who are seeing success are feeling the exact same emotions they just don't give in to them mm-hmm. they've been doing something for so long that it is in fact easier for them so I do believe that it is easier um, just the same as us that for us to work out five days a week is really easy for us because we've been doing it so long um, it wasn't easy for me coming out of university when I used to work out like one day a week. Um, but it's very easy now cause we've been doing it so long. So, and I guess when we, when we quantify that, um, like, I mean, for myself, I went from high school athletics to club volleyball to university volleyball. And then as, as soon as I stopped playing university volleyball, I essentially started going to shapes in Winnipeg. I, like eat the same amount of time so I mean five days a week probably because that habit was already there for me so when we look back at that we're talking I mean I'm 38 so 20 years of working out five or more days a week yeah so for um, people who aren't there yeah. it seems impossible uh, but it's you just you haven't been doing it long enough so essentially to get started or to see success you, you just it's really hard, but it's super simple. You just have to keep showing up. So my biggest recommendation for people, um, essentially if they're, you know, we're always relating it back to training or working out or starting a new exercise program, but pick your days you're going to do it. And those days are non-negotiable regardless of if you've already picked your days and your times, then you got to, you're, you've carved out those times. Those they're just non-negotiable. So it doesn't matter if you have a bad day at work, you got to go. No matter what, if something crazy comes up on a Wednesday and like something crazy, not a leaf blew on your car. Um, <laughs> if something crazy actually came up, then your, I guess your Wednesday workout becomes Thursday. Um, but skipping things based on, oh, I don't feel motivated today or I feel tired. Um, that's not a good recipe for success. Mm-hmm. Cause the reality is I think even just going back to that, you know, being uncomfortable and being, um, is that, yeah, we don't really know how everyone feels when they step inside the gym. We could have, there could be people that worked all night. We could, we could have people that were awake multiple times during the night. We could have people that are, you know, just coming back after recovering from a surgery. So I think part of it is also not assuming that everyone around you has more motivation than you. Um, some may and some may not, but this perception that everyone that goes to the gym is just brimming with energy and dying to get there. And every day they have the best workout of their lives is a complete fallacy. So I think just stop perpetuating that train of thought, um, for yourself as well. Yep. You can do it too. You just, you got to start and then you just gotta, you literally have to keep showing up. That's, that's the secret. Um, and I think that's, I mean, even, um, Miranda, why do I always, I always want to call her by her late, but Miranda Alcaraz now, um, had a great post just recently as well. She actually put a warning on it, which I found hilarious. Um, but she essentially was saying the same thing that, you know, what people, what's missing for most people isn't a trick, a new program or a hack. What's lacking is commitment to just stay the course. So I think what often happens is that we have this great revelation. We're going to start this new program. We're going to join the gym. Um, 
you know, I'm going to go three days a week. I got this. And then, you know, one of the first weeks, something gets derailed. So on a Wednesday when you're supposed to go, like something comes up, it throws you off. And that week, for whatever reason, you were only able to go two times. And instead of just the next Monday rolls around, all right, back to three, like let's get back on it. It's kind of feeling like I'm a failure. I like, I couldn't even do this. I'm already off track. Uh, Like, you know, and then kind of putting it down so much instead of just, all right, back on the horse, I got to keep going. Cause everyone in the last 20 years, it's not like, you know, every week in the gym, I'm setting a new personal record or every week it's better and better. There's just many, 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 many weeks of just working up, showing up. Yeah, exactly. Hope that helps. Keep showing up. Yep. All right. Number two, we're going to dive into nutrition a little bit here with a topic that comes up a ton with our nutrition clients, but also just in the podcasts and in the the social media accounts that we follow. And it is all about snacks. Yeah. And I think just a very, it's just a, what we're going to chat about is very common across the board. Anybody who seems to be struggling, um, often the, mm, the things they're maybe not doing great seem to be similar. Mm -hmm. And so the question is that, you know, that will come up a lot is like, you know, what should I have for snacks or, or the other snacking things? Oh, I'm always snacking late at night. Evening snacking is like the bane of everyone's existence. So that's like, you know, so if you, if you found yourself, okay, you're hungry between meals or you're don't know what to snack on, or you're always snacking in the evening, we're going to try to work through this and, and solve this one together here. So, um, the first thing that we'll talk about is you don't actually need snacks to survive. So we've, we've, kind of come to a place in our world where like snacks have been normalized, you know, snacking this and snacking that. I need an afternoon snack and a morning Mm -hmm. snack and an evening snack. Um, We just don't need to be in that place. Mm -hmm. So we we have to realize first that um, it's okay to have a snack and we'll talk about that, like some good options there, but you know, why do we feel the need to snack all the time? You know, so the first piece piece of advice we're going to give is that if we're having three actual solid meals, real meals, um, you know, that's step one as far as fighting all this snacking or this, this evening snacking. Because what we're finding is sometimes people are having a very tiny breakfast or no breakfast at all. So we're skipping meals or we're, we're just, we're not doing a great job at, you know, first meal of the day. Um, second meal of the day is lunch and we're almost doing the same thing again. We're, you know, if if we've decided we're eating healthy, um, when we're analyzing people's lunches, they're, you know, they're not, they're not, we, not meals we would, we would describe as real meals. They're, they're like sometimes these small little hamster salads, as I call them, they're only a few, few hundred calories. So we're halfway through the day. Now we're past halfway through the day and, and we could be we're just, we're not nourishing our body. Um, so we're now running into the afternoon where we're getting tired in the evening and all of a sudden now like our, our body is starving and this is where a lot of the snacking starts. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And I think it's, yeah, it's a new, uh, you know, shape magazine and all these health and fitness magazines don't publish, you know, make sure you're eating enough, uh, eat to like, we use a guideline of like, you know, being 80% full, um, not as a limiting guideline as an actual target. Like you should leave your meal feeling satisfied, not feeling like in 20 minutes you could eat again. Um, but we've, I, again, I feel like just diet culture in diet culture in general has sort of taught us that, you know, if you're trying to do better, then you should be eating less and that, and that like a tiny little salad <laughs> is acceptable. And yes. as nutrition coaches, we don't deem that acceptable. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we want to see like full real meals and, and still healthy and still falling in within, you know, calorie guidelines that are going to help someone see success but under eating to us is just as bad as overeating absolutely because under eating um whether it's for a caloric deficit or whether you don't realize you're doing it is only going to last for a certain amount of time and then what seems to happen in most of cases is that you go way off the other end so it's sort of you know under eating under eating under eating Uh, ate everything in the pantry and can't figure out why I don't have any willpower or why I just can't stop the snacking. And then it becomes a very negative cycle of feeling bad about yourself and your abilities when really like you were just very undernourished. And of course your body was, was calling and telling you, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. And when that usually happens is in the evening. And if you've recalled any of our conversations about willpower, by the time evening rolls around, there's very little of it left, if any at all. And so, of course, you're going to now say yes to the donut, ice cream, cookies, bread, whatever it is um, that are, because I mean, no one really feels like carrots in the evening, even though you're claiming to be very hungry. No one's reaching for carrots in the evening. Um, or carrots aren't causing the problem in the evening. It always seems to be the very high calorically dense foods that are kind of getting into trouble in the end. And people are often very confused because your brain will sort of recount that, hey, like I did all these healthy things. I can't figure out what's going on. I can't figure out what's going on. But ultimately, a few handfuls of a very calorically dense food in the evening can derail your entire week. So you're you know, sometimes genuinely people are confused with why things are not progressing. Yeah. And we get confused on why they're confused because when (laughs) they say it all out loud, these red flags for us are going off again. Skipping meals, inconsistent meal times, skipping the carbs at skipping, skipping the carbs all of a sudden, you know, we, um, you know, for two years now, kind of since we've been working with HSN nutrition, Um, We've been trying to drive home plate method so much. So if you've been following us or at our gym, if you haven't heard of plate method, then we sincerely apologize because we've been trying to drive it home so people can understand. But, um, you know, we can talk about breakfast separately, but with lunches and dinners, we want to be nailing plate method. It's so simple. It is, it is the, the, the path to nutritional greatness. Mm -hmm. Plate method is so simple. Half your plate is vegetables. A quarter of your plate is protein. A quarter of your plate is starch. And if you could just do that for meals and meals and meals, um, you're going to get meals that are going to fill you up. Because if you imagine half a plate of broccoli, 
a quarter plate of rice and a quarter plate of chicken. Which is still, I mean, like... It's a lot of food. Yeah, three quarters of a cup, a cup of rice. Yeah, like, there, a, bit, a lot you know, fits in there. We're not talking about a quarter cup, no. two scoops of rice. Yeah, And don't shrink your don't shrink your plate or shrink your portions. Like, don't... Plate method on its own is working. You don't have to make the portion smaller. So get a big chicken breast. Yeah. The biggest one you cooked. Get a big chicken breast. There's your protein. Quarter plate of rice, half a plate of veggies. You're going to be full. That's a very difficult plate to finish. However... The calories are also quite low. So we are getting nutrient rich. Yes. Nutrient rich foods. And we are trying to show people that we want you eating a lot of food, but we want to be eating the right foods that fill us up. Mm -hmm. And if we do this for lunches and dinners and start doing it a lot better, the it's, it's a lot easier to start controlling all of the snacking. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we use the, the chicken and rice and broccoli example, but you could put sausages, pierogies and broccoli or sausages, pierogies and salad. There's endless, endless options. And what's interesting is that now the Canada Food Guide, the newest updated version, actually has their plate set out exactly like we just said. Um, they would include fruit and vegetables on that half plate, which I think is also a great idea. Um So, I mean, we're not even just kind of pulling this out of like weird nutrition plan land. This is now the Canada food guide um, with, as you can imagine, with water as your, as your drink of choice. Sparkling cola water. Sparkling cola water. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And and in today's world, like, I mean, you can, you can do a lot of this with doing very little effort. Like you could stroll into any grocery store, go grab a roast chicken, protein done. Just grab the roast chicken, uh, bag salad. So your veggie is done. The starch is the easy one. My favorite starch is fries in my, you know, like plain McCain fries in my air fryer. That's my favorite starch. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, we're having fantastic meals. So, and, and I think with the, again, with the quantity of quality foods that you're eating with that method, we don't need to get lost in the details of sauces and you know condiments and all this stuff because in the end you're eating like so much good food that just that little stuff doesn't matter so I mean someone asked about risotto and I said you know eat it like your husband's making risotto that's amazing enjoy it it doesn't mean you have to eat it for three meals a day for the rest of your life but we don't need to I guess yeah, get caught in that. Well, we're getting nit- um, nitpicky. Yeah, get caught in the weeds with little stuff like that. Yeah, if you do plate method for 200 meals in a row and you're still not seeing results, then yes, bring something to our attention. Yeah. But guarantee it's not the plate method that's the problem. Mm-hmm. We're, we're doing something else somewhere. Um, and again, we, you know, in our house, we will have pizza. We'll fill the other portion of the plate, you know, two pieces of pizza, probably three for you. Um and then fill the the rest of the plate or a, a big bowl beside with salad. And like, that's still an acceptable meal. Like it doesn't need to be an all out off the wagon. I ate the whole medium pizza myself um, type of experience. Yeah. And if we're just touching on breakfast quick, our, our quick help for breakfast is the one we use in our nutrition challenge of uh, the goal of getting to 25 grams of protein at breakfast. So kind of letting people build their own breakfast, but you got to get to 25 grams of protein. Mm-hmm. If you can't get to 25 grams of protein, maybe reach out to us. Maybe we need to help you with um, something there. But 
Um, if you start your day with an, a great breakfast, again, it doesn't have to be the moment you wake up, but great breakfast, you're focusing on plate method lunches, plate method dinners, um, it's going to take you a very long way. And then we don't have to worry about all these snacks all the time. Mm-hmm. So quit making you know, these tiny little salads, your lunch, and then, then you're confused on why you're hungry and why you're snacking. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So if we are, <clears throat> we are going to have a snack, Jen, what do we snack on? Well, it's interesting because I just finished listening to one of EC Sinkowski's newest podcasts and she was kind of, um, talking about Weight Watchers and how, <clears throat> excuse me, it's evolved over the last, um, number of years. And so now, if you know Weight Watchers, they work on a point system. Basically, you follow a certain number of points per day, and they've assigned that to certain foods um, based on their rating system. But lean proteins, fruit, vegetables are all zero points, meaning they do not contribute to the total for the day. And I think that is the best message that we could possibly kind of sell or tell people that eat as many as you want. Fruit is not the problem. Fruit, vegetables, lean protein. And again, it doesn't, maybe that was like, oh, that doesn't sound appetizing. It's like, okay, well, I'll throw in Greek yogurt then. Have some Greek yogurt with it. Um, But we have to take the, and again, I think it's, we all need to look back into our childhood a little bit here and take the power away from the food that we, you know, when we have a hard day, we didn't earn a cupcake. We, that's us putting this cupcake on a pedestal saying that, you know, it's only reserved for special occasions. And then it's this forbidden food that I'm only allowed. And, um, food is just fuel. And I think we need to start looking at it as such. It doesn't give us anything. It doesn't do anything for us. It doesn't care about us. Um, yeah, that was a minor tangent, but it just, we, I don't know, we like to hold desserts and things that we know are not good for us up on a pedestal and that makes them even more alluring to us. So, um, taking them down and knowing that you can, you're an adult, you can have them at any time. Anything else on snacks that kind of derailed from snacks, but. Well, did you say, oh yeah. Well, no, the question was what do snacks, people snack on? Right. So we said, <clears throat> well, I said. So lean- going back to. <laughs> the original question. Yes. Fruits and vegetables and lean proteins. <clears throat> if you don't know what lean proteins are, just Google what are lean proteins. But essentially what Weight Watchers is showing us and what we're agreeing with is that fruits and vegetables have adder. So if someone's like. Oh, I don't know what to snack on fruit. What should I eat fruit? Should I snack fruit? Just eat fruit. <laughs> fruit is never the problem. So essentially, if you're not, a, if you're not going to snack on fruit, then you're, you're just deciding that you don't care that much. Mm-hmm. doesn't have to be these silly little hundred calorie chalk covered pretzels, just fruit. Like what, why is, you know, eating an apple. Yeah. Okay, have two apples then. Have three apples. Well, and I think that's the thing that it's it's good to, I guess, reflect on at times that, again, sometimes they prepackage these little things. They make us feel really good about it. Oh, there's only, you know, 300 calories or only 200 calories, but the packages are so small. We're eating minimum two of them. Um, and so if you think of a medium apple being about 100 calories, like could you actually imagine sitting down and eating three whole apples just as a you know quote unquote snack and the answer is probably no you're going to be way too full before you're going to hit even I would guess the 
the full second apple. But yet the small, smaller package of little treats, I mean, they're done in about seven seconds. And it doesn't have to be just apples. So. No, I was just using <clears throat> bananas. That as an easy example. Yeah. Remember I was making like, was it an apple, banana mm-hmm. and a grapefruit? Yeah. Chopped up as a fruit salad. I think it comes to like, yeah, 300 calories or something like, you know, um, but that was a great snack. So, yeah. well, you can even finish it. Yeah. So, you know, going back to our whole speech here, like sometimes, yes, Jen and I still have snacks, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's a sparkling water and an apple because we've had big meals. We're not actually mm-hmm. that hungry. So, um, yeah, um, let's, let's start eating better meals and we probably don't need snacking quite so much. And if you are going to choose to snack Go grab for whatever fruit. reason, yeah, choose uh, choose one that's actually going to serve you and fill you up. Yeah. All right. We good there? Mm-hmm. Is that it for today? We got one no, more thing. No, I think our last topic sort of, um, I didn't write anything down. Oh, the blank. notes went blank. So <laughs> I went blank. <laughs> um, so I was listening to a podcast. I feel like I start every seven sec- sentence with that. But I recently drove to Winnipeg and back. And so hence the podcast catching up for me, which is always a fun time. Um, And I listened to Glennon Doyle's We Can Do Hard Things podcast uh, from September 14th. And it was How to Raise Untamed Kids with Dr. Becky Kennedy. And basically, she explained this idea um, similarly to the dopamine nation uh, with this you know, allowing kids to be uncomfortable. And this is something I've heard about in terms of parenting and even being a good listener, a a good friend. Um, I think we actually chatted it with, chatted about it with Amy Rabe as well um, in one of our episodes, but just when someone's going through um, a really tough time, you know, just being there with them in that moment. And so I've heard this over and over, but sometimes when I'm in the moments I find it very hard to kind of understand what I'm supposed to be doing or saying because for sure uh, my gut reaction and I assume many people's gut reaction is to you know fix the problem and, and make it better I guess would be a better example. And we do it we do that <clears throat> most of the time unintentionally. Yes absolutely and so she had this wonderful example she said you know, imagine there's a big park and there's a bunch of benches all over the place. And she said, all of those benches are your child's, you know, experiences and emotions. So she said, you know, over there, there's a bench that's says, you know, uh, didn't get invited to the birthday party. And then there's a bench over there that says, you know, was made fun of at school. And so your son or daughter or friend or whoever is sitting on that bench because they're in that moment, they're in that experience. And she said, all you need to do is just go sit down with them on the bench. And she said, she always just kind of keeps it to, to three things to say. She says, she said to do, um, to say, uh, what was the first one? Like it's, you know, I hear you and this is very important stuff or something to that effect. That's not a quote. So just that you're acknowledging, I hear you, this is very important. Um, And then I believe the second one was something to the effects of um, this is all true. Like what you feel, sorry, tough workout today. Um, What you feel is true. Like this is all real. 
Um, basically, I believe what you're saying and what you're feeling. And then the third one was just, can you tell me more? And I thought it was just such a great, I just a great visual for friends or, or for um, children that are going through different things of that sitting with them on the bench. And like she said, they don't need you to carry them off the bench. She don't, they don't need you to move the bench. They don't need you to fix the bench. They just need you to sit beside them and just be with them in that moment. And she said, often people will get off the bench before you do. Like they're okay with it. And you're still kind of left on the bench, feeling the emotions from whatever experience. Um, But when they have a similar experience that they will actually remember just you being with them and they can kind of feel that in an experience, even when you're not there. And so, yeah, I thought that was a really, I guess, powerful way to think about it um, visually for myself. Good. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I think, um, again, as like a personal type of example, sometimes even with the, you know, wanting to have more kids or, you know, not being able to, people will often like, well, you know, you never know it might happen or, um, you know, when you stop trying, that's when it always happens. Or, um, again, I think our natural reaction is to try to pull me off of the bench of, you know, being frustrated that something isn't working out for me. And so I thought it was just kind of cool that now I can see when, when people do that, they're just like, oh, wow, that really sucks. Like, tell me more. And just so simple, but yeah, for myself, something that I yeah, need to practice. It's a good way well. to help our friends when, when something bad has happened to somebody, they're sitting on a bench and they just need you to sit there and not pull them off the bench or remove the bench. Yeah. You just got to kind of sit in there with them and, um, yeah, we, we all have a tendency and I'm trying to work on this as well. We all have a tendency to try to relate to, you know, to, to, you know, if somebody, um, is going through something tough, then we want to be like, yeah, you know, I know how you feel. I know how I feel. I know how you feel. been there too. Um, but usually that person doesn't want to hear that. <laughs> they don't want to compare benches. <laughs> no, they don't want to, you know, I guess saying, I know how you feel doesn't necessarily help that person in the moment. So sometimes just sitting there and yeah, just chit chatting or listening and, um, letting them know that, yeah, this does suck. And I'm sorry you're going through this. Mm-hmm. You know, again, I think that's a better approach than, um, you know, I, I think about, um, you know, the next person to lose their dog, it breaks my heart because I've been through it, but I know now in that moment, me saying, I know how you feel, um, that doesn't help them almost that comment. Um, you know, it, it comes out naturally, but it doesn't necessarily help them. And, and, you know, I think now I've learned when someone's going through something that I have technically gone through, it's just, wow, that's, it really sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sorry you're going through this cause it's, it's just not fun. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I like that sitting on the bench analogy. Yeah. And just being, it's okay for them to be uncomfortable for a bit on the bench. We'll all get off the bench eventually. Good there. So yeah. Nice Glad job. to share that with everyone. I really enjoyed that. All right. Thanks again, everybody, for being with us. And hopefully we'll be back soon. So, yeah. Look forward to that. Keep showing up, everybody. You got this.
See ya. See ya. Thanks again for joining us for another episode. We want to give a quick shout out to the artist Quixotic for letting us use this awesome music. Our goal with this podcast is to help as many people as possible. So if you're enjoying it, then don't forget to leave us a rating, a review, and share it with your friends. Thank you so much for your support. Until next time, stay strong, stay healthy, and stay happy.